0: What we know now, because science has proven it, is men's bodies and women's bodies are different and they're different down to a cellular level. We digest food differently, Um, our brains are different, so the hormones impact the brain in a different way, they age in a different way, Um, we assimilate information differently, we metabolize drugs differently. That's, you know, one spectrum according to biological sex. Another one, it could be our age. What our body needs um, as men and women in our 40s, 50s and beyond is not what we need in our 20s because different things are happening in our bodies.
1: Hello and welcome to the Mind Your Leadership Podcast. I'm Karen Zuk, and today I'm excited to host Anka Griffiths, the CEO of OM a premier health company specializing in precision health. Owen brings together leading health experts to deliver tailored health solutions for both individuals and corporations. Anka is also a co-author of the newly launched book, Why Women Aren't Winning at Health. She's the host of the whole story health podcast, where she engages experts to shed light on health products endorsed by celebrities. With a background as a luxury industry executive spanning over 15 years, Anker's personal journey navigating the health landscape across three continents drove her to establish OM. Her mission to make personalized health support and guidance universally accessible and through OM she's turning that mission into reality. Today, our focus will be on enhancing our well-being as leaders and how we can increase the health of our employees and delve into numerous other related topics. So stay with us. Anke, it's a pleasure to host you. I'm looking forward to our conversation.
0: Thanks so much, Karen. So happy to be here.
1: Anke, can you share with us something that someone said that changed your perspective, viewpoint, or how you approach life? You know, I like to start with this personal note.
0: Yeah. um, So actually, just recently, um, I launched OM before COVID, so before 2020. And um, as I would say, this was the first company that I launched. And being in the the startup space, for a long time, I was very serious. Or I mean, I was serious, and I wanted to come off as somebody incredibly serious all the time. And that plus You know, trying to bring this mission together, you know, trying to bring health experts from across the world became very, very heavy um, for a long time. And it wasn't until Dr. Marjorie Jenkins, who's actually part of the OM board and she's one of our experts, um, I heard her talk on a podcast about women's health. And the, the interviewer was talking to her about, you know, how wide the gap for women's health is and how much women are dis- at a disadvantage in the system and, you know, all of this. And it very became very heavy, very quick. And she, she's been a doctor, she's been a clinician, and she responded with, but that's why medicine is so joyful. And that's why I love my job so much. And somehow that made me shift when I heard her speak and I kind of thought back at my journey and I thought, well, I need to also find the joy in what I'm doing. It's great that it's so serious and it's great that, you know, um, I've been able to convince health leaders to come and join OM, but I need to find the, the, the joy. And it's weird, but that that shift that I had gave me a renowned energy and somehow, uh, yeah, just a renowned energy to, to, to continue in a better way. (laughs) Yeah. So I would say finding the joy, even in the difficult, because, because of the difficult, we get to do what we do. Right.
1: Yes. It's interesting. I just had a conversation with a a new colleague that I met and she said, you know, I want to bring joy to people to, to live life. Joyfulness, right. We don't need to heavy we can do what we love and enjoy life and it's a paradigm shift right because we learned that we need to be serious in order to bring our professional we can be professional at the same time joyful right so absolutely
0: absolutely and the the funny thing is like a goal for for om was to bring the best minds and health in in one platform and so today we have over 75 experts they span you know, different specializations from doctors to physiotherapists to strength trainers to nutritionists. But the interesting thing that they come in and because, you know, they're not pushing some kind of intermittent fasting or diet, they're talking about the basics of health and, you know, what you need to do in terms of your your nutrition and in terms of your exercise and how to approach that. But there's a point that they all make, which is you need to find joy in it. You need to Enjoy it. Food, you need to enjoy it, right? Exercise. If you do something, you don't enjoy it and you don't thrive, you're not gonna stay with it, you know, in the in the long run. I just had a talk with Amanda Thebe who who focuses on fitness for women in midlife plus. And she said, you know, yes, incredibly important, but try and do whatever you want that that you you know makes you feel better. And I think because there's been so many programs out there saying, this is the routine that you need to do. And we've had this feeling that if we're not thriving or enjoying it, we need to push through. Well, it turns out maybe it just wasn't for us and we need to skew towards things that bring us joy, right? The food, you know, that best sits with us, that we digest the best. We enjoy that. It's going to get digested better, right? (laughs) So it it applies to everything. I so
1: accurate. I connect to what you're saying because, you know, at the end of the day, it connects with my vision also to help individuals and leaders and managers be in the flow state of mind, meaning being in the accurate place for themselves. Then we need to invest minimum effort and gain maximum results. And this is actually what you're saying. Do what you love. Eat what you love. And when you... be aligned with yourself with your intrinsic motivations and uh, loves and needs then you will continuously go with it forward and won't put so much energy so i really love it but you know before we go going forward i'm really uh, uh, curious to understand what is it precise health or precision medicine that you actually talk in your company if you can elaborate a it more
0: yeah no i know it sounds really complex but it really it's it's very simple so it's it's tailoring what you're doing for your health, your wellness, um, and your well-being according to who you are. So what we know now, because science has proven it, is men's bodies and women's bodies are different. And they're different down to a cellular level. We digest food differently. um, Our brains are different. So The hormones impact the brain in a different way. They age in a different way. Um, We assimilate information differently. We metabolize drugs differently. That's you know one spectrum according to biological sex. Another one, it could be our age. What our body needs um, as men and women in our 40s, 50s and beyond is not what we need in our 20s because different things are happening in our bodies. What you need as a woman when you're going through fertility process versus postpartum versus beyond is different. So um, I learned this because that's what the health experts who came on board said. You know, they said, well, it's not one size fits all. And they keep on saying this. And mm-hmm. so precision medicine and precision health is not a one size fits all approach. Mental health, you need to understand how men and women differ in their mental health. When you understand that, you can apply targeted tools for that. And when we apply the targeted tools for I'm a woman in my mid forties and I need to either, you know, thrive or take care of something that's perhaps not, I'm not doing well in my health. That's when we succeed. Versus I heard that there's this um, intensity training that's supposed to be great for everybody because the results say, well, when you actually look at the studies behind that, a lot of the times they've been done on white men um, of a certain age. And when you apply that to the rest of the population, it doesn't work. Um, And it goes from something like medicine and diagnosing things. So for example, men and women metabolize drugs differently for this reason. For example, for preventative heart health, if you give men baby aspirin, that's great. It won't do anything for women's heart health. If you give them baby aspirin, it it can actually hurt their stomach. Um, to something like the 10,000 step rule, right? We've all heard about it. It's in our, you know, we track it here. That's not coming from science. That's coming from an advertising in Japan that was, you know, promoting a pedometer or something. I'm not exactly sure. But when Harvard did a study on the 10,000 steps a day, um, it came out, it depends again, are you a man or a woman? How old are you? And the issue is, When you apply something like that, like let's say a target, like the 10,000 steps a day, if it's not right for you, it's almost like all or nothing. Do you have two hours a day to walk or you're not going to do anything, which is not a good place to be. So precision medicine is just um, applying who you are as a person to get the best tools for support.
1: I really like it. It's actually walk from being listening deeply to what you need and what you want and not to all the noises outside, right, for the advertisement exactly. and for this, this celebrity is doing this so it will work for me. No, maybe it won't work for me because I'm a different person. So it's exactly. really working out of listening to our body, right, to our soul, to what we love to do and planning what works for us. I love it. Okay, Another question I have for you, you worked over 15 years in the corporate space before yeah. launching OM. What lessons have you learned during that time about employees' health and wellness?
0: So look, I I used to work for the Richemont Group. Um, I was with them six years in Paris, and then I worked with them in APAC as well. Um, and it, it was obviously, if it's a the second biggest luxury group in the world. It takes care of its employees really well. Um, but there is this, I would say, disconnect between HR trying to do something and employees actually loving that, <laughs> you know? So a lot of the times it's just kind of like, um, HR has, in, in in line with HR values, we are bringing mental health support to you. And employees are just kind of like, hmm okay HR being HR it doesn't it doesn't really take as much as a company w- would like to right it, it really does need to come beyond the HR team from the top down in terms of both examples and, and, you know, what is available out there. Um, The other things there, there, you know, there's many, many uh, things that I've kind of applied to the company, but because of that, you know, I thought, well, what can I do to support the HR with OM in terms of how they communicate with us on bringing us on board? So when they work with us on a health subject, whether it's brain health or midlife health, menopause, whatever, we do the communications for them. So then for example, something like, um, we're looking at brain health, we'll do a sh- small teaser before you know the, the event or before the talk where we say, hey, did you know that vitamin D, uh, vitamin D supplement actually helps your bones but doesn't do anything for your brain health? You need vitamin D from the sun to actually support your, you know, so we, not we, but the experts come out with small teasers. We help them with that communication to get the employees engaged and coming in on the tool that the the HR is bringing in. Because I find that too many times HR brings something in, um, an employee assistance program and nobody uses it right it just sits there in an Mm -hmm. internal network that people find a little bit too you know too busy and not easy to use and people don't don't really use it you know that was i would say one of the major things that we i applied which was i'm going to help the company to elevate how this you know this tool is communicated in the side of the company so they get more engagement with the tool
1: so you actually, what I hear you say that from your experience, the HR don't know how to promote it or to invite people to use these tools that increases their health. So it's like um, actually educating the employees of understanding what's missing from them in order to increase their well-being. Did I get you right or I missed something? I would say, I would say, you know, with with if you, we take a look at certain products that get people
0: excited, right? And again, I go Mm -hmm. back to my old world, which is fashion and jewelry, the communication in those teams, because they have a lot of means, they do amazing things to bring and to showcase the products that they have. And that's why we buy them. So I thought, okay, we're going to showcase health in the same way. We're going to make it fun. We're going to make it interesting. We're going to make it appealing for people to come in on that. So then when it comes to working with HR or any company, really any team inside a company, we say to them okay we want your employees since you want to include this whatever subject is in in their you know health offer we will help you with the communication with it and then mm-hmm. we help because to be fair hr is not two things one they're not experts in health themselves so with us we you know we have many standards in place when we curate and recruit the health experts. And the second thing is that, again, they're not communicators themselves, right? So they do bring services in, and those services most of the time are for, you know, to elevate the employees, but then there's a missing link there between that service is available Mm -hmm. to the employees using it. So we're trying in different ways to get more engagement um, for people coming in on, on the product, yeah.
1: What is the most interesting and exciting project that you have worked on recently? Can you share with us? What was the value? How did it increase well-being for the employees? And I would
0: say looking at creative ways to um, respond to what the company wants to do with health. So, for example, if a company will come to us and say mental health is important um, and we want to focus on this, um, however, we are in an APAC, and mental health is highly stigmatized. What can we do? And then we're like, the, you know, they say, oh, you know, could we talk about therapists? Could we get the best therapist? And so then I say, well, look, if it's highly stigmatized, there's a part of awareness and cultural shift, but that takes a while. So until then, because your teams clearly need support, how about we work with a breathwork expert? and we do breath work classes with them. And that has been proven to decrease stress, decrease um, you know, blood pressure, to, for the employees to have tools when they feel stress and anxiety to be used, you know, they have them at their hands. So something like that, where you know, we, we find creative ways to respond to health needs. Other ones could be, well, you know, we're looking at mental health great, you're looking at mental health, but did you know a big part of mental health is coming from gut health, right? So, the gut microbiota, uh, what's happening in the gut dictates, you know, how we are in our mental health. So, let's work on gut health to, to have that understanding. What is gut health? What support can you find through probiotics or other, you know, other tools? Um or, um, yeah, when it comes to brain health, for example, um, we say, well, brain health is great, but we need to have a man women perspective because the brain age differently there, you know, they assimilate information differently. So we need to have that understanding. So we know how to support that health in the right way. So I, I think, you know, the, the exciting parts of working with companies was to is to kind of push them beyond the standard health tools that they're used to.
1: Actually, what I'm hearing you say, it's actually making it accessible for them and uh, simplifying it for them. Because I think a lot of us not always know what we need and what we need in order to, I think a lot of from my experience, a lot of our employees are going through stress, burnout, anxiety, and they not always know to say it, you know, till the point that life stops them. So the question is how can we increase the self awareness of their own wellness during the process and not to the moment that it's too late and then they need to prevent the damages that is they've done. What do you think about it?
0: Yeah, I mean that's that's absolutely true and it's it's a challenge. It's a challenge even for us and we d- we deal a lot more with I would say physical subjects, but even on a physical subject for example, um heart health you know heart disease is the number one killer for both men and women and there are many things that you can do to improve heart health to prevent heart disease the same thing with alzheimer's and dementia it could you know if you if you get it on time you can reduce your chances by 60 percent of developing it the trick is you, you can't start when it's broken, <laughs> you know. Um, as okay. one of our experts okay. says, you know, you gotta fix the roof when the sun is shining. And I think that's a tricky thing because, um, yeah, we we just let things get to a breaking point, right? And interestingly enough, there's two profiles here as well, and I've spoken with insurance companies who kind of you know correlate this. There's men and women uh, in terms of how they engage with their health and women are more proactive in their health and they try, you know, punctually along the way to support their body. The unfortunate thing is that most tools are not built for women's bodies. So then they try, they try, they try, it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And they enter in the spin cycle of, you know, trying to optimize their health. Men, nothing, 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 heart attack, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. So um, these are the two profiles. And I think, you know, we talk a lot about preventative health, which, you know, could mental health and physical health, but it's not what is done today, very honestly. Um, you know, we either leave things off and we don't use preventative means, mental health or physical health, or we fall for marketing campaigns, you know, of try this because,
1: you know, quick win. So let's try to, you know, to help to our listeners, which tips can you give them in order to pause and listen to their bodies and to prevent a place that they get a heart attack or, you know, burnout or whatever affect their health, how they can prevent it. One of those tips that you can give them to be aware of, to increase their awareness. So I would say one
0: thing is definitely understand your body. And with OM, what we're launching in the fall is a streamable hub of all of our masterclasses where, you know, the general public and companies can offer this to their employees can come in and they can understand about their heart health from the best cardiologists. They can understand about um, gut health or how to support gut health with probiotics or, you know, over 150 masterclasses that that they will have accessible. Um, So first understand and start from a place of uh, informed Um, self-care. From there, in that informed self-care, what they will also learn beyond their bodies and their minds is um, how not to fall for what is happening today, especially on social media, Um, you know, the what is being sold to us by influencers, by stars, which you know most of our health experts come in and they're like, please, please don't do, you know, detox diet or, you know, detox powders for a week because we'll hurt your health short, long term. And they explain why. So I think not doing the things that harm us is a huge thing. Then understanding our bodies is of utmost importance because again, you can start from a place of informed self-care. And then the third thing, which we also hope to pass across with OM, is how to find health practitioners that help you thrive in your health, right? Um, Because again, as like one of our co-founders says, if you go to a mechanic five times and your car is not fixed, You know, you're not going to go back. Yet we sometimes continue for years with doctors that don't where we don't see results. Um, Mm -hmm. Us as women, a lot of the times our pain um, is is uh, underestimated and overlooked. Um, So it's telling you, look, you have the right to communicate this to your health provider, and if they're not, you know, support, you need to switch. You know, you need to find somebody better. And I think inform self-care plus the right providers and you're on a great track to, to optimizing health, yeah. I,
1: I agree with you because I think it starts within listening to our body, right? Being able to acknowledge our sensations, feelings. And I think the problem is sometimes that we don't want to uh, spend our time listening to our body because I have something to deliver now and I'm really busy. So I'm uh, denying it and pushing it into back into my body, but it won't go away. It only will grow. And at the end of the day, it will have a bigger damage on my body. So I think it's really important to, to dare to listen to our body. And if we feel uncomfortable or something is aching, don't deny it and Listen to it and walk with it and see if it doesn't go away. So go and check it, because this is the the quicker way actually, right? Because if we we'll deny it, the damage will need to be probably will be much more big. So first of all it's putting our attention inside and not out outside. And I love the second thing that you said. Don't be attached. You know, sometimes we go to a psychologist or a doctor, but he helped us in a way, and then he doesn't have what to give us anymore. So we need to dare to let go and continue yeah. on to the per- next person that can help us. I think it's a crucial thing that you say, the ability to let go of a person. Maybe you you met a doctor for one talk, and he helped you with something specific, and this is what he needed to help you, not much more than that, but we yeah. used to stay in a comfort zone with the doctors and the psychologists that we know, even they're not giving us any more value. So I think it's very crucial what you're saying. It,
0: it, it is. And I think we don't, hear, no, we don't hear this enough because we, we listen too much to social media, but we don't hear um, in most contexts, listen to what your body's telling you. And I can tell you this, that's the thing that surprised me because it's what you know, uh, an emergency care doctor, Dr. Alison McGregor says about, you know, medicine, you're taking medicine. Are you suffering, right? Are you Are you suffering? Because if you are, you need to communicate that, right? Um, especially for women, again, um, because a lot of the re- research has been done on men and then applied to women. We mm. have a much higher incidence of negative side effects from drugs compared to men. And that only increases when you take more medicine as well. Um, so you need to be saying to yourself, this medicine might not be the right one for my body. I'm going to have that conversation with my health practitioner, but it's the same thing with a diet. And, you know, I experienced this myself because a while back I tried intermittent fasting and I have nothing against intermittent fasting, but I tried it and I really struggled with it. And. You know, I was skipping my breakfast. I would spend half a day in a brain fog. Then I would eat my lunch and I wouldn't be able to digest it properly. And then I'd kind of start feeling better at, at around 4 p.m., you know, more myself. And then after about two weeks, I said to myself, well, this is silly. I don't have my, you know, I need my, But but I didn't. At most of the po- points, I said to myself, if I just push through this, if I push through this to the next level, then it, I'll reap all the benefits, right? My husband who was doing it, he, w- he was almost striving from the beginning. He had three days of not feeling well, and then he was you know, thinking better, you know, moving with a lot more ease. Um, and it turns out, because I actually did one of those insulin, I put one of those insulin testers in my arm and I would check all the time with one of our health practitioners. It turns out that actually I would wake up in the morning because I hadn't slept well, my insulin would be super, super low.
1: Mm. So then
0: I would start on an incredibly negative trend um, for the day and I was what I was feeling, which was it was not appropriate for my body. But we don't, we're not told to question this, right? You try a diet, you're struggling through it to get to the other side. Well, if you're struggling through it, you're not thriving. It might not be for you, right? Um, The same thing, mental health, right? I feel like people write off certain things because one thing didn't work for them, right? Like, oh, I tried that and it didn't work. Well, it could have been the practitioner. Um, Also, maybe that kind of whatever support wasn't right for you, but it doesn't mean you stop. You try to look for other things that work for you because as you say, and this is absolutely true, the pain, whether it's mental pain or physical pain, the quicker we find a way into balance and into, it's never going to be perfect, but a way to deal with that, the more we're going to stop
1: the snowball into something very serious. So important. Stay with an open mind and question the therapy that you get, is it right for me? Maybe there's another way to go forward that it's more accurate for me. And this is the, the state of mind that we need to embrace, not, not being blindfolded by something that someone gave us or someone other succeeded, but I don't feel great with it. So I love it. Thank you. And the last question before we need to wrap up, what do you think would help leaders be more mindful of their employees' needs when it comes to their health and wellness? I definitely think the
0: same as for themselves, it's understanding of of what their employees are going through. And for this, we've created um, top line management training. So for example, to help employers and managers to understand what is a miscarriage, what is a pregnancy loss. Um, There's an understanding of the physical side, there's an understanding of the mental side, and then there's what the company offers, right? One company might offer something very different than another. But that understanding will make the interaction when somebody comes to you and shares this with you uh, on a very different level. Because Mm. obviously, if you haven't gone through it, it, you could be a man or a woman, you could be a younger woman or an older woman, you didn't go through it. The taboo and um, the um, mystery behind it all makes for a very awkward interaction, whereas if you understand, okay, well, this is what's happening this is what's happening with the uh, just for this conversation for with the women's hormones this is where the body is in terms of strength there's that conversation to be had then there's the conversation of what's happening mentally when somebody you know experiences such a shock when somebody comes to you and shares with you this because maybe they have like a week off because of company policy you have mm-hmm. a very different way to engage with them you come from a place of informed you know support The same thing with menopause, you know, some women struggle through it, some women do not. Um, But it just sounds so dark and mysterious when you say like that and hormonal. And actually when you understand what the shift is, it's great if you're a woman because you cannot put it into context. Um, But even if you're a man, you understand and you can support your employees through that if they need support. So again, um, the informed care is the way to go i would say yeah
1: it's so important what you're doing you're actually educating companies and people and leaders to understand what's happening in this process because a lot of us don't understand actually and then we're embarrassed to talk about it right because knowledge is power and when we don't have this knowledge we don't know how to to be there for our employees but once i know that it's a regular process and really natural but I, i understand the bigger context, I can be there also emotionally for my employee. Otherwise, I, w- I will be embarrassed because I don't have the tools and the, the education. So I I really, I really appreciate your work because I think it's really needed. And as we will understand more, more, our human beings, the process that we are going as individuals, we can be there in in a natural way for our colleagues, employees, kids, or whatever.
0: Exactly, exactly. And that's you know, and the, that's the thing almost that unites us all. From South Korea to North America, the taboo around these subjects exists everywhere. Yet, when you come as an, you know, with experts and a reproductive endocrinologist explains this to you, you know, here is what happens. It becomes somehow very matter of fact. It it could be, you know, it could be a serious condition or it could be a life transition, but. For a serious condition like pregnancy loss, one in four pregnancies will end in a miscarriage. So that's twenty-five percent of of pregnancies that end in a miscarriage. Eighty-five percent of female employees will have children during their their work. You know, so it's um it's something where where you take the mystery out of it, you take this the taboo out of it as well, um, and then it just yeah, menstrual cycle, for example, when you understand it. um, And it's not just your period. It's, you know, that women have a shift during the month in this month, in this uh, shift that they have. There's actually many positive things. There's points when, you know, women are more creative, when they understand human emotion better, when they, when you kind of get that, um, it just just becomes what it is, (laughs) you know? And I think to... To look at health in this way is very simple and refreshing, and it, does, it really
1: doesn't shock anybody. You actually normalize what we're going through, and then it's exactly. much more natural, right? To understand that I'm okay that if a woman had a miscarriage because she's not alone. A lot of women go through this process, so it's making you feel more comfortable with the unpleasant situation that you are experiencing. Yeah. Anka, we can continue for hours because it's really interesting. <laughs> I do want to ask you if we, uh, people want, uh, listeners want to reach out and find you, where can they find you?
0: Sure. Um, yeah, I, I'd be very happy to talk to anybody, whether it's just somebody who's thinking about their own health or their employee health and how to elevate that. Um, we have a website, www.om-experts.com. Um, you can email our service team at contact@om experts.com. Um, and then I'll, I'll respond
1: to you as, as quick as I can. <laughs> Anka, thank you very much for sharing wisdom. I really enjoyed our conversation.
0: Thank you, Karen. Thank you for having
1: thank me. You <laughs> Hope you enjoyed our conversation. You're invited to subscribe to our podcast in order to know when we upload a new episode and follow us on social media. Thank you for listening. Until next time, take care and bye-bye.